Okay, I'm here with the winner of the PTO US Open, Colin Chartier. Oh, totally wrong. Colin Chartier? Yeah. Chartier like French. <laughs> Walk us through the day. Walk us through the day. Uh, firstly, I got up at 9 a.m. and it was really relaxing. I forgot to do a few things to my bike before the day. I was supposed to like wax my chain, let it sit overnight. And I was chilling with Rudy. We were deciding if we want to watch a movie or not. <laughs> but anyway, we got to the race site. No. And uh, got to the race venue and it was quite warm. So I decided to skip most of the warm up, just do like a quick swim warm up. And yeah, so gun goes off. Oh, um, so the gun goes off, it's two lap swim with a Aussie exit. And I kind of had a slower start and I was on, made my way to the right side. So I was going wide around the turn buoys. It was nice because I wasn't getting beat up, but it was a bit slower. And then uh, I don't really, I, I coming out of the water I was 15 seconds back from Ben Canute. So he was leading. So I was in, I was in the main group. Then on the second lap, I went toward the inside and then made up ground on the inside. I prefer the inside. And uh, yeah, then uh, it was quite easy coming back like because we're in all the draft pack. And I tried to go outside the draft, and it was hard, so I just stayed in, in the pack. Yep. Anyway, the swim went well. I was in the main bunch. Same thing on the bike. I was like, just sit in for the first hour. And then Sam Long and Magnus Ditlev caught the group and attacked the group with three laps to go. And like that was the decisive move. Like If you didn't go with them, you were gone. Because that completely splintered the group we were in. So I was like really pushed hard for one lap well actually the last three laps to stay with them um so the last three laps were on like you needed to save the energy for that so tactically that was the most uh proud moment of the race for me was to just commit to riding with those guys because yeah. that was the, that was going to be the front of the race right the run uh i lost my watch in the swim so i was kind of blind for the run, yeah, and um, first lap I was kind of tight, and I was just like, okay, just jog it out, relax, and I lost some time to Sam and Magnus. Then the second lap, each lap I just got faster and faster, and then I think it was the end of the fourth lap, I was catching Sam Long, and McCall Eden was on the side saying, wait, wait. But I just attacked him. And then with the one lap to go, I was just kind of all out. I don't know what the pace was. I still have no idea. So your second fastest run of the day, you ran an hour and four seconds. Oh, that's not bad, but that's uh, five seconds too slow. That, that's five seconds too slow because Gustav and Christian are running 59 and 58 for this distance. So, so what are you going to spend your uh, 100K on? I'm going to buy a new bike. I'm going to buy a new watch. And um, then I'm going to pay a bunch of taxes. And then I'm going to give a bonus to McCall. And then it's all gone. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, tell us what's next for you. Obviously, Kona here in a couple of weeks. So just let us know like when you're going to be out there and then uh, what's next. Yeah, um, tomorrow I head back to Tucson, Arizona, train with Lionel Sanders. Then we're going to put in hopefully uh, three Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, some big quality sessions in Tucson. Then Friday we head to Kona, and then we'll do our final week and a half of prep there. Sounds good. Thanks, Colin. Appreciate you joining us today. Yep. Thanks, Kyle. Okay, I'm here with Magnus Ditleff, second place today at the PTO US Open. Magnus, you want to just walk us through your day? Yeah, I can. So, obviously, the heat was uh, a huge factor, and we knew that going into the race. So, my plan was quite conservative. Uh, the swim was more of just to swim to the best of my ability and try to get a good start. And I think I swam uh, really well, actually. It was with the... Uh, uh, the second front of the second group, so I was happy with that, and uh, into T1 with some strong bikers. So on the bike, I wanted to be a little more conservatively uh, more conservative than I um, usually am. So the first lap, I let the others do the work to see if they were able to bridge down some of the time. But I could very uh, quickly see that uh, the gap stayed the same uh, or actually grew. So I got to work and like uh, made a huge search to get to the front of the group because I think we were maybe 10 people in the group and then uh, got a gap I think and managed to bridge the gap to the front uh, front group obviously uh, Florian and uh, Sam Laidlow were out in front but was happy with uh, that I was with the front then and then I saw Sam also uh, had bridged and then we chatted really quickly asked if we should try to break away and we agreed on that and then yeah basically it didn't look back from there and my power meters wasn't working so it was really it's the first time riding without a power meter but it was actually quite a nice experience just to be able to to go by feel and heart rate when you are in, in these conditions you can maybe get a little bit depressed if you are not pushing the power you're used to so it was I actually enjoyed it quite a bit uh, and then Sam and I rode uh, in the front of the group and one by one, especially on the last two laps I think people started dropping off uh, so we were maybe only Colin, Sam and I in the group and then we had caught Sam Laidlow already and then only Florian out in front so I was really confident going into T2 and yeah running felt, felt great also, I'm happy with that I kept it together and especially that I was able to handle the heat since I've done a lot of heat training going into the event and it seemed to, to work today. So, And then out on the, when Colin came by, I realized pretty quickly I wasn't able to <laughs> respond to that. So my mission uh, was to try and get to Sam Long and caught him with maybe 500 meters to go and then took a little bit of a break and then went for it the last 300 and luckily I got a gap. and <laughs> yeah. Unreal effort, unreal effort. So um, when do you head to Kona? Uh, Tuesday, so yeah, it was a good uh, day. <laughs> so back to the office, um, get ready for Kona. You have to be Kona front runner at this point. So uh, what's your thoughts? Yeah, man, I'm, this was kind of a test, uh, testing event to see if the methods we've been doing with the heat prep and all the cooling strategies uh, we've uh, worked on worked. And I think... Uh, everything went to plan so I'm really looking forward to going to Kona I think 
the full distance maybe suits me a little bit better at the moment, so I think Kona will be really exciting for me. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it, Magna. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks. Okay, Sam. I'm sitting here with probably the best-dressed man post so unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties with Sam's interview. Um, he's going to get back to Tucson and get back to training, get ready for 70.3 Worlds. Um, he's going to do a proper post-race interview with us uh, here shortly this week that will also push out um, five, ten minutes. So if you want to listen to that, that'll be coming out again later this week. I'm here with Daniel Backegaard. Backegaard? How do you want me to say your name? No, that's good. Give me a pr- correct pronunciation. Begagong. Begagong. Is that good? Yeah, that was actually oh. good. Oh. Change your voice in a fun tune, but good, good. All right, tell us, tell us about your race. Oh, that's gonna be a long one. Um, no, actually, the the swim was quite nice. Um, I felt like we pushed pretty a pretty decent pace, um, and I think we also broke s- things up um, a bit onto the bike and I thought like I would do a conservative effort the first kind of half um, <coughs> because I knew that w- the moment would come where Sam and Magnus would, would catch us and maybe also Lionel um, so therefore it would be kind of important to do your own race until then and when the big uh, the big boys come to play then you have to be ready yeah. and I was um, I came, came to the conclusion after two laps that I had to take it down a notch um, just to yeah, kind of cool down and, and not get my core temperature too high. Um, head into T2 with like a minute gap to, to the front. And I thought that was kind of perfect. Yeah. Like um, I thought I could run them down uh, quite easily. Um, turned out I couldn't. Um, came out onto the run and I dealt with like cram cramping underneath my ribcage yeah. um, first time I've tried it so I have to uh, get some knowledge on like why it, uh, why it appeared but you know that that's what happens sometime, sometimes and um, especially when I'm, I'm not used to racing in these these conditions coming from from northern Europe so it's stuff you learn from and of course with the PTO I, I bet we'll have hot races out there and I, I really want to perform um, p- perform a better race here in conditions like this in, in the future so we'll go back and, and look at everything um, yeah I think uh, I think that's, that's great that's yeah that's great so tell us what's next Kona here in a couple of weeks yeah I go to Kona now and uh, prepare for for Ironman World Championships and then 70.3 World Championships in St. George after that and then I think maybe I'll go to Israel to nice just have, have some fun um, yeah middle distance champs big money on the line in Israel uh, uh, long distance it's full distance yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's actually it's just like I want to race late in the season where I can kind of do some vacation afterwards and I yeah. think Israel is actually a pretty uh, beautiful country so just do some, some sightseeing afterwards, going there with some friends and hang out a bit. That's um, yeah, I think that that could be quite awesome. Um, yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Daniel. I'm here with Mr. Christian Hogenhog. Fantastic race today at the PTO US Open. Just talk us through it. 
Yeah, so uh, before the start, because of the heat, I really wanted to take a, like a conservative approach to the day. So uh, yeah, the, the the swim was a bit messy, yeah. but had a, had a gap to a bigger group with with, uh, with Magnus on the first lap, but then caught up on the second. Then uh, yeah, caught him out on the bike and then rode a bit with him, and then yeah. Because of the dynamics with all the keeping 20 meters, I, at a point I, yeah, I didn't dare to like make a search to go up to him in the front, and yeah, he took off. Then uh, later on, Lionel caught the group I was in, and yeah, just tried to sit in there and just keep cooling, and then you know really hydrate two liters per hour. Yeah, talk us through the last couple laps of the run. I know that it was getting a little. Brutal, so just tell us how you were able to keep your head into it and uh, just grind it out. Yeah, so yeah, it was all about cooling. Uh, I actually didn't drink much on the run because I'd been drinking so much on the bike. But then, uh, yeah, people really, really started fading and I actually think I started to run faster. Yeah. Then uh, with one and a half K to go, I, I caught Aaron, who uh, was in sixth position and we had like a minute down to to eighth, uh, so yeah. From then on, it was just uh, really try to crank it out in the last K to to get rid of him before the sprint, and I I managed that. So yeah, just really really stoked before Hawaii. Fantastic performance. So when are you leaving for uh, the Big Island? On Tuesday. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Last big focus. So thank you so much.